Hi, I'm Sally Lucas. Our staff provide the best value for your holiday experience. Contact us today on 49298600 or visit our website travelonking.com.au to create your dream. Sally Lucas, we're thinking, well, this time of year, of course, we're thinking food. We've got a menu to plan for a certain day in a week and a bit. And, uh, yeah, so why don't we talk about food? And why not indeed, Jane? And also anyone that's heading to Europe at the moment for a nice white Christmas, which they're obviously even London's had, which they never have. It's been unbelievable. I think you're going to get a white Christmas this year. Uh, think of the markets. Don't forget the wonderful markets throughout Europe at this time of the year. All the families come out. They do, I mean, their window displays and their stores, their Christmas trees. I mean, it's just amazing. They really go into it in a really big way. And of course, you've got all the wonderful things that you can eat and drink at that time of the year, mulled wines and roasted chestnuts and all sorts of interesting things. So, gingerbread. Gingerbread, special cakes that they make only at Christmas time, etc. So, yeah, really get stuck into it as we're getting stuck into our summer food here. You can get stuck into the winter food. Now, also Intrepid, who is an adventure-based company, they call the, these their real food adventures. So, And they, t- not only taking you to restaurants, like they take you to the hawker stalls and everything. So you, you're doing it really as a food adventure. And they've got a couple of new ones this year into Jordan, even in Iran. So that's really interesting. And some of the other areas they cover is Vietnam. Now, what a foodie place that is. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God, the food there is unbelievable, isn't it, Jane? It is And, and so reasonably priced. Mm. You know, mm. when you get there, it's just you can eat like a king on a pauper's you know, wage, can't you? Certainly can. And it's just, just fabulous, fabulous food and so fresh. Everything is prepared fresh. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Vietnamese food. Jane and I are def- definitely aficionados, aren't we? <laughs> Too right. <laughs> and also you can go to India on one of their tours. And as and I mentioned, of course, uh, Jordan and Iran. Greece. Now, of course, the wonderful Greek salads. You can't go past a Greek salad made by a Greek. They are just beautiful. And, of course, they do lovely things with lamb and, oh, you know, souvlakis and lovely, you know, tarim salata and dips. And, oh, yeah, re- really, really nice. And Mexico. Now, Mexico has even, I think we in Australia think it's only like tacos and burritos or something, but like Mexican food is very, very interesting. And you can get some fabulous food if you're traveling through Mexico. Really interesting delights there. And South Korea, of course, and the food there is often they use the... Um, like, what did they used to call those little cooking things? Hibashis or something? Mm-hmm. They're a bit like those, aren't they, where you can cook at the table? So you can cook your own fresh food at the table, which is a wonderful thing. So, again, it's all fresh. Very fresh. And even in Japan, where you can have the wonderful shabu-shabu, which is you get this big boiling pot of, of um, water with a little bit of stock in it, not much, and then you have this big plate of vegetables and meat, and you pick up it with your chopsticks and you, you dip them in and let them cook in the broth, and then you eat it. And then at the end, you pour the rest of it into the soup and uh, you know, into your bowls and drink it as soup. So it's nothing sort of, is wasted. Sort of like a fondue. Yeah, it's a Japanese style of Japanese fondue. Style. And there you go. You could, if you're in Switzerland, you could have a fondue as well. So there's yeah, foody things. There's just so many lovely things you can do with food. And lots of cooking schools now too. And it's not just Intrepid. There are other companies who are doing specialised slow food tours or you know it, cooking schools in Italy and France. I mean, even in Australia, I did a fabulous one this year um, in Sydney. Uh, Luciana Italiano in um, Sydney and wow, we made the most beautiful gnocchi and oh gosh, I've even bought myself the potato rice and now ready to start making my own gnocchi so you can get your potato nice and 
you know, soft and fluffy to make your gnocchi. So, yeah. I think we're all coming around to your place. So. Uh, you might be. I'm, if, if they turn out okay, I'll have to have a trial first. <laughs> make That's sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're talking food today, but of course, you know, we do travel for food, I think, as well as for culture and as well as for history. It is wonderful to experience all the different foods that the world has to offer in all these different countries. And I was even watching like Food Safari last night with Maeve. And honestly, some of the things they were cooking on that, I'm going, oh my God, that's delightful, you know. And there were vegetarian-based things from different countries and just fabulous. So you can really have a good foodie holiday. And it's nice to have that in on how the locals procure and yes, prepare. Exactly, exactly. It's very interesting, yeah. very interesting indeed. Oh, food makes the world go round. Sally Lucas, a little bit of colour in the program right now. Absolutely. And the photo, if only we could show you, listeners, of this beautifully rainbow-coloured series of mountains is just unbelievable. Very uh, distinct bands of colour. Yeah, you've got reds and deep pinks, oranges, greens, yellows. And this is in South America. So if you're heading that way at all, try and include this. It's not far from Cusco. Um, it's, the mountain is called Vinicunca or Cuncha. And it's also known as Montana Arco Iris or Rainbow Mountain. And it's an amazing natural uh, formation that's shown along this mountain chain called the Vilcanota mountain chain. And it's actually part of the attractions where people walk on the routes to, uh, surrounding what they call the Apu, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to say this correctly, Alsengart. In the Andean world, that mountain is considered as the sacred mountain or the spirit mountain, and it's been a place of veneration and cult since the pre-Incan era, and that tradition that still continues today. So this is just a little two-day, one-night trek that you can do out of Cusco, where they'll take you and to um, Chacacupe, where you visit a colonial temple dating back to the 18th century, and then you go on to a place called Cueziuno, where you start a two-hour trek to set up camp, and then the next day you begin your ascent to the to the mountain, which summits at five thousand and twenty meters. <laughs> Slightly high, so you need to be fairly fit, I would say. Um, and then you have a traditional ceremony, etc., that night before starting your descent, and then you come back, of course, to Cusco. So it just looks absolutely stunning, though. And just would be if you're a person that does love trekking and climbing, it just might be something you might like to consider to include. Um, something a little bit different too for next year, Jane, I thought I'd mention if anyone's looking at next at 18 or even 19, you can do a, a cruise from the, uh, out of Naples, which is on a goulet, which is those wonderful small sailing vessels with motor. And it's green, all these beautiful islands called Ischia, and you go to Sorrento, Ponza, etc. And it's a lovely eight day, seven night cruise that only takes up to 12 guests. So it's very personal, like being on a barge cruise, a very similar a situation so they have a few departures from may to september next year and that and it's air conditioned all cabins are air conditioned with ensuite they've got a dining area of course where you enjoy your meals each day and canoeing and fishing equipment etc is all provided as well there's another one doing the croatian islands which is beautiful that croatian coast and it's also an eight day seven night and it's also on a motor yacht which takes up to 16 guests um, you also visit a local farm and discover more about the horticulture in croatia local wine at a famous winery as well so you actually are going to explore the lesser known areas also of the dalmatian coast which because you're in a small vessel of course you 
you can do that. Can yeah, and there's also another one doing um, the Champagne area and Great War Cruise, it's called. It's a cruise from Epinay to Paris, seven day, six night, and it's doing tours of the um, American Cemetery, a guided tour of the Battlefields of Marne, the Museum of the Great War, and of course you're doing to going to Paris and you do a tour of Les Invalides as well. And that's a lovely little cruise as well. And that's six nights on a boutique hotel barge as well. So this is something different for next year if you're thinking of doing that. And lastly, I just thought I'd mention, Jane, a lot of people aren't aware these days of who has and has not premium economy because sometimes not everyone can afford business, but they do want that extra comfort and extra leg room or they might have an injury or anything where they really can't sit for that extended period of time. So just to let you know some of them, I know it's not all of them because I can't go through all of them, but some of the more, I guess, well-known airlines that have premium economy are Air Canada, American Airlines, um, Virgin Australia does within Australia even now, um, Air France, Air New Zealand, all Nippon Airways. They just got a wonderful review in the Sydney Morning Herald in the travel section last week in their Dreamliner. They reckon it was absolutely superb. So keep that in mind. They've got the Dreamliner. Uh, Cathay Pacific, China Southern, um, Finnair has what they call a comfort class, uh, which is a very similar thing. And Hawaiian Airlines has calls these a, a comfort extra leg room, but it's very inexpensive. It's a very small additional amount to get more leg room, priority check-in, extra luggage allowance, etc. Philippine Airlines, Singapore Airlines, Qantas, just to name a few, but they all do have that option of premium economy as well as business. And Sally, well, air travel. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is changed? amazing. It has, and I'm just holding in my hand a pamphlet or flyer brochure that was put out by Jay's Travel back in 1968, and when I worked there, and um, we did this on a regular basis, and. It, we were the largest travel agency in the Southern Hemisphere at that time. So it was quite an amazing coup for Jim Jenkins to, you know, have created what he did. And, you know, we had a separate overseas travel department, Australian. We had a shop. We had a coach department, a coach terminal. Anyway, I just it seems we're just talking about <laughs> premium economy and, and modern air travel. I'll just read a little bit about out of this little flyer about international air travel. It said, as little as 10 years ago, it was quite an event for a person to travel overseas by air, particularly for a holiday. However, the tremendous development of aircraft safety standards, if any, he says, increase in fares, plus the fantastic savings in time as a result of introduction of jets, has made air travel quite a common and very acceptable way of travel. Don't you love it? Most aircraft carry two classes for passengers, first in economy, in a big jet. First-class passengers are seated two on either side of the aisle with extra legroom and almost fully reclining seats. Wow. They receive magnificent dining service plus complimentary drinks, etc., Economy passengers are seated three on either side with less legroom and seats that do not require quite as much, but very comfortable nevertheless. They receive delightful meals but have to pay for drinks, etc. And the fares in 1968, for give you an idea of a fare uh, to London return via India, which was the route they took in those days, economy was $1,178, and your airfare was calculated by the miles you travelled. So we had to sit down, and depending on whether you were stopping, you had to add up the miles to see if it fitted into the allowable mileage. Oh, it's it, lovely. It was just amazing time, I can tell you, and how much has changed since then. Haven't you done well to keep that broken? So I know, it is. It's wonderful to have. We have a few 
few little hot deals just getting towards the end of the year now. There's not as much happening, of course, because everyone's so Christmas-oriented, but we'll talk a couple of nice little inexpensive ones here to start with. And one's to Tonga, which is a lovely little destination. They're called the Friendly Isles, like a lot of the Pacific Isles are anyway, but, I mean, it is a wonderful, and you get a six-night fly-stay package there from under $1,200, so that's not bad, is it? And that's valid for um, from now virtually through till um, January, end of January uh, next year. Uh, Norfolk Island, another lovely little Australian destination, of course, just under $1,000 there. And you've got return airfares, seven nights accommodation, seven days car hire, return airport transfers. Um, you get a welcome dinner, a half-day orientation tour, and lots of other inclusions as well. Now, that one is, ex- Sydney, as I said, is just under $1,100. Sorry, the other 1000 was ex-Brisbane. It's just under $1,100. Book by 21 December on that one. And that is valid to go between, let me find the dates, um, 19 to 26 January, 5 to 23 February, 1 June to 13 August, so quite a few dates available there. Now, if you're looking at a honeymoon, renewing your vows, stirring up the romance in your relationship, whatever, the Maldives has to tick all those boxes. Um, There's quite a lovely lot of Maldives on sale here at the moment that are valid until the 31st of March, so that's giving you quite a bit of time if you're planning that little romantic getaway or honeymoon or whatever. So they do vary in um, price, of course, because depending on the standard of accommodation that you want. But to give you an idea, you can get a five-night package starting from under $2,000 and up to, of course, the absolute deluxe of deluxe, which is uh, just under $8,000. But, I mean, there's a whole range of lovely holidays there with Qantas holidays. Last two for the day today, we've got Alaska and Rocky Mountains, a 13-night fly uh, stay cruise aboard the Celebrity Infinity, where you fly from Australia to Vancouver for a night, and then you do a cruise of the Inside Passage, of course, going up through the um, Juneau, Ketchikan, etc., that area. And also then you do come back on a coach tour, coming back through Western Canada, back to Vancouver. So that's a nice little itinerary if you're thinking of that. And that one will start from, in an inside cabin, is from under uh, $6,100. And then you can upgrade to Ocean View or Balcony of that, of course, as well. So one night in Vancouver, seven-night cruise, four-night Rocky Mountain tour, and another night in Vancouver at the end. So those days are available into um, through the uh, summer months of next year and the last one is called walls and warriors and it's going a 12-night fly to cruise tour cruise on the quantum of the seas and that is starting where you fly into beijing so you have some time in beijing and then you do a cruise a seven-night guided tour of china sorry and then a five-night japan cruise round trip and you're going from shanghai then down into japan and back so that's a lovely one as well just something just a little bit different and that one starts from under two thousand dollars for a 12 night fly cruise holiday can't do much better than that wonderful specials and thank you sally lucas thank you jane we will talk travel again next friday on 2nurfm thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.